back. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Seven Days to Rock and Stone Guardians Comic Book Friday. How are we doing, uh, Kev? I am doing okay. It's been a week. So yeah, yeah, happened. you've had kind of a watershed week, haven't you? <laughs> it's something else for sure. <laughs> we had a uh, a little uh, little present left from the stork this week. Oh yeah, a little peanut. Mm-hmm. She's a little peanut. She is so tiny. Now, yeah. so uh, to, to translate for all you out there, uh, Big Kev had himself a baby. When I say he had himself a baby, he didn't have the baby. I would be a medical like a miracle baby. if I did. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'd be front page news. <laughs> I tell you, I'd be with Bat Boy and all those other kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. friggin' hell! But that day's coming. It's coming for sure. <laughs> so yeah, right. yeah, we had a little peanut. She's uh, very, very tiny. She is. She eats like a like a horse. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, she's finally gonna gain some I mean, weight. She's gonna, yeah, she's gonna grow. Yep, yep, yep. Alrighty. So, what are we, uh, what are we doing this week? This week, we're gonna talk about the shows, the Marvel shows. We're gonna talk about uh, the ones that are canon. We're gonna talk about some of the other ones that have existed recently, and um, you know what they their status means for MCU. Cool. So we're going to talk about some canon ones. We're going to talk about the ones that are not canon. And even the ones that uh, I... Because I couldn't find many like direct statements that were from Marvel saying, this is canon, this isn't. Um, so yeah, there are very, a bunch of them that are like, up in the air. Very hush-hush. I mean, you can guarantee that everything on Disney Plus is canon for certain. Yes. Yeah. And what I mean by Disney we'll, Plus we'll is the ones that, that were created later. specifically yeah. for Disney Plus. Right. Um, I think Netflix maybe canon. Well, I, I, we'll we have to assume. I mean, yeah, we have to assume so. You think so? Um, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get into that. All right. How would you uh, how'd you like to start this one? Ooh, let's see. I uh, got we got our our luck of the draw. We can either do a. Uh, Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing truth man, or uh, we can do a rock and stone set the tone. We can do a rock and stone set the tone. Did you? Okay. Uh, did you have one? I didn't. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Give me a second here. All right. Okay. We'll pull up some good ones. I mean, with uh, Doctor Strange having had some weird. Shit going on, especially zombie Doctor Strange. Um, let's do that one. Let's do this. What would be your first or the first strategy you would use for a zombie apocalypse? Oh man, I feel like you gotta first. You gotta protect yourself from being bit. So you gotta have a good weapon with a moderate amount of force that's not too heavy to like throw around because you can't tire yourself out. So like it, if I, if I was at work, honestly, we've got these uh, things that hold clothes onto the wall. That'd be a pretty good, like zombie basher. Mm -hmm. so I'd probably want to get one of those. And then it would be, 
probably finding just a place that's you know safe to be yeah have you ever read the uh zombie survival guide by uh max brooks yes i I did read that one yeah my first my first strategy would be to not only go straight to the hardware store pick out a um, a tool that's lightweight easy to use that has a lot of sharp things on the end uh something like a hoe um well you want one of those that's like that has those protrusions but don't that they don't curve or anything because you don't want it to get caught. Yeah, no, no. This the the one that I'm thinking of has little has three prongs on the end, and like uh, it's like a hammer weight on the other end of it. So it's they're not curved at all. Oh no, I know what and, you're talking and about. And it extends yeah. out a little bit, so it comes in and it can extend. So it's I, a pretty. I, it would be a pretty useful tool in a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Pretty easy to clean. You know, but I'd go straight to the hardware store, grab a couple of those, um, get some warm clothes, pack some non-perishables into a book bag, and then start heading north. Oh, yeah, you're taking the, like, Walking Dead approach. Where, well, uh, based on my geography, as, the best as thing. As cold as yeah. it is, it will prevent them from moving as fast as, you know. Uh, yeah, it may even stop them altogether. Well, now, are we talking... We're talking Walking Dead, like slowish zombies. Are we talking oh, like point. World War Z the movie, where they're like fast? Uh, I mean, I have to assume that they can't, unless, I mean, realistically, zombies who move fast are probably not technically zombies. If I had to take a guess, it would be some sort of virus that kills the higher brain function and right. just turns us into not walking. Technically dead. Yeah, yeah, walking id machines. Only want food. Well, I, I also imagine they really wouldn't be able to keep up that speed for very long. No. Well, that's. I mean, uh, you, know, mm. you know, the human body can do some pretty impressive things when you think about it, but especially yeah. when we're not thinking about it. But I think it would put us into some sort of daze, and all we would want to do is kill and eat and repeat that cycle yeah. over and yeah. over again. Not necessarily for brains. But if I mean, it were, if like it that's were pretty much where we're at right now, actually undead, uh, I would think that they would be slower. I think honestly, uh, that game we've been playing, Project Zomboid, mm-hmm. is honestly probably not too far off. Yeah, uh, from, although like, how it would be, although zombies just don't freaking multiply in the middle of fucking nowhere. It is true that there is like a seemingly like no. I think the algorithm is a little to, off for that game. A little bit, yeah. Uh, for how many uh, zombies show up in a in a single place, like the hoarding is makes sense, but you can't have hordes everywhere. Eventually, well, yeah, there has I think to be a. They're too spread out sometimes. It's like you have like a pocket of like five to twenty, and then you'd have another pocket five to twenty, like a hundred meters away from like okay, they probably all can't congregate. Yeah, yeah, just just insane. Uh, but all right, all right. That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. That works. Yeah, some solid strategies. I would uh, also like to say definitely pick up World War Z the book and the Zombie Survival Guide if you haven't. Yes, got it from Max Brooks. Fun fact yeah. about Max Brooks: that's actually Mel Brooks' son. Yeah, it, it is. It's interesting. I was very surprised when I found that out. Um, because... and uh, it's not like the movie, so don't expect it to be. The like book that. is it's very so much better. 
It is. It's a really, really good. Not that book. I don't like um, uh, Brad Pitt, but the book is right, so much well, better, and the and the strategy. So yeah, the strategy so at the end yeah. is actually a shitload different. Yeah, from it's much darker than what was portrayed in the movie. And it's, honestly, it is much darker, but the um, I bet the you Hollywood just Hollywood they come up yeah. with is I think more realistic. Where is definitely more realistic in the book? Yeah. Yeah, in the book, it's way more realistic. Way, way more realistic. Way more realistic. There's just just a virus that automatically knows not to attack something that is dying anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Well, first, let's uh, get to the the books that came out. We have uh, a couple of Oh, yeah. I always forget this. I always forget Uh, this. Because we have two weeks of books to, to talk about. Go for uh, it. We're not going to go over all of them. I'll probably cut out some of the lesser important ones. Um, but uh, there's like kind of a lot of big ones starting to come out. So let's start back on the 18th. Um, we got Flash number 782. The second issue of the Banner of War, uh, Thor versus Hulk, uh, is out. That's Thor number 25. Apparently, uh, Odin attacks uh, Bruce Banner inside the Hulk. That's the whole thing now. I don't read the Hulk, so I don't know exactly what to say about that. But it looks rad. And anytime uh, somebody has to fight the Hulk, it's pretty cool. So I would say grab that. Wolverine number 21. uh, X-Force number 28. You got... uh, Another issue of the Reckoning War saga in Marvel for Fantastic Four number 43. The New Mutants number 25. So this is where they kind of start jumping into like the um, the afterlife for mutants. Uh, where you see uh, Magic take on uh, Madeline Pryor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Batman Superman World's Finest number 3 from DC. Uh, Immortal X-Men number two from Marvel. So Immortal X-Men and some of the other main books from Marvel are pushing towards the uh, Judgment Day series uh, event that's going to be coming out in June. That's going to be X-Men versus Avengers versus Eternals. Uh, so that's going to be Which we have been uh, big waiting, event. waiting on bated breath for. Oh, yeah. Check out the, the pre-images on Marvel.com of the first two... Judgment Day uh, uh, books looks so cool. Really, really cool. Uh, We got Batman the Night number five, X-Men Red number two. Uh, So that's the team that's being formed by Storm on Mars. Catwoman number 43, Eternals 12. We got Nightwing number 92, King Spawn number 10. Ooh. And then we've got uh, Star Wars, Dr. Aphron, number 20. Uh, Savage Avengers, number one. So this is the new incarnation of the Savage Avengers team, where you've got Conan, uh, Deathlock, you've got Black Knight, Elektra, Anti-Venom, and uh, the uh, one of the characters from... Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was during uh, King in Black. It was... Um, Essentially, like a Weapon X program, 
Um, I don't remember the name of this character, so uh, grab that book, check it out. Um, there's also uh, The Marvels, number 10, uh, Fables, number 151 from DC, and then also have Yusagi Jimbo, number 28, uh, Wonder Woman Evolution, number 7. And then, uh, you did you watch the uh, Vox Mechanic, Machina? Uh, show i think it was netflix no i don't think so okay well it is um a animated show that uh comes from nolan north's um critical role show uh so they have a comic book through dark horse so critical role vox machina origins number six i think you'd like it you should check it out it's like it's very tongue-in-cheek it's very D D. Are you sure it's Netflix or is it Amazon Prime Video? Uh, it could be that one. The Legend of Vox Machina. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. on Prime Video. Okay. It so has, yeah, check it out. It has been confirmed for season two. So. Yeah, I mean the first season was a lot of fun. So if you like D and D stuff, if you like tongue in cheek and uh, you know more adult animation, uh, doesn't like a little D and D. I I I would imagine there's some sort of Monsters. Uh, person. Yeah, some yeah. monster. Probably a bugbear or something like that. They just haven't found the right D&D. Like, you don't have to play the original D&D. There are so many out there. There's a I Star mean, yeah, Wars. you could do Star Wars. There's a Stargate do... one out there, believe it or not. Oh, my God, we have to do that. Uh, um, a Spycraft, you could be a I'm, spy. I'm fairly certain there's a Lord of the Rings one out there, too. I'm sure there is. There's a Marvel one coming out. Oh, yes, you were you were talking to me about that the yeah, other day. I'm excited for that. I just just find one find find a show that you like. I guarantee you that someone has made a D and D about it. Yeah, D and D or like a a one shot adaptation of one of the D and D programs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, super cool. Like, if anything, I guarantee you, someone is going to make a Stranger Things style D and D at some point if they haven't already. I mean, honestly, all you would have to do is take uh, the current D&D and then just bring it into, like, modern times, and you would just be able to, to do, like, a D&D thing from that. There is. There is already one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can customize it yourself, or you can find one that's, like, been pre-customized. Yeah. This looks sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the 18th, so... Uh, for the 25th, we got Saga number 59 from Image, uh, Detective Comics 1060 from DC, Moon Knight number 11 from Marvel Comics. Cool. Yeah, finally see a showdown with uh, Zodiac, I think. Uh, Action Comics 1043 DC, The Amazing Spider-Man number 2 from Marvel Comics, Hulk number 7, which is the third installment of the Banner of War series. For uh, Hulk 7. Uh, we got The Avengers 56. Um, Something is Killing the Children 23 from Boom. The oh, Department yes. Of oh yes, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Boom's, Boom's great. Uh, check out Boom, check out Image, check out check out all the, the small uh, or smaller um, publishers. They've got great stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight number 3. Punisher number three. So this is uh, continuing the past couple issues where Frank Castle has become the uh, king of killers for the hand. 
Devil's Reign Omega number one. So this is the aftermath of the Devil's Reign storyline where Kingpin was uh, plotting to use Purple Man to keep himself in power as the uh, mayor of New York. The <laughs> I, I'm going to cast out a little spoiler. So uh, if you don't want to know the outcome of Devil's Reign, skip ahead maybe like 40 seconds to be real brief. So Kingpin, after that, uh, thinks he's going to give it up, thinks he's going to just just try and disappear. The people that were helping him stay mayor approach him to, you know, go a little bit bigger, think bigger, uh, to be president. And then it kind of leaves that as a cliffhanger. So we'll see. We might have President Kingpin, Jesus. as horrible as that would be. That'd be terrifying. Uh, you got Legion of X number one. Uh, that's going to have... Uh, Juggernaut, uh, Nightcrawler, Pixie, that's going to have Legion, David, and uh, what's this other person? Uh, oh, it's like what the uh, word is. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, I, it might be a uh, mutant of Mars. Oh. I don't recognize them. Uh, and then Gunslinger Spawn number eight oh, is coming yeah. out. And I got to say the cover for it's pretty cool. Oh, who doesn't love Gunslinger Spawn? Well, it's definitely not you. You love Guns uh, Yeah, I'm a huge fan. It's crazy. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 129. Uh, we've got DC versus Vampires Hunters number one. Uh, if you'd like the 2099 uh, series from Marvel, we've got Spider-Man 2099 right. Exodus number one coming out. And then, oh, Ice Cream Man number 30 from Image. And the picture for this one is much less creepy, Kevin, I promise. Ice cream. Oh, yeah, now you're going to make me look it up, and I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? Uh, it, it, is, it is less creepy than Ice Cream Man 29, I swear. <sighs> ice Cream Man number 30, you said? Uh, yep, number 30. I don't like it. What the hell is it? It's, uh, it's Rats in a Maze. I don't know what it has to do with an Ice Cream Man, but okay. What? I, I feel mean, like I'm missing out. It's an... It's eyeballs. Am I looking at the right one? Nope. Uh, you might be looking at a variant. I think I am. This if you go to right. uh, the leagueofcomicgeeks.com and look up the new books, it's on it's, it's uh, from image, the right? page. Yeah. yeah, image. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just rats in a maze. Yeah. A black and white rat specifically. It, it, yeah, for sure. And then we've got... Uh, Power Rangers Universe number six, which is going to be the end of that particular series, or well, uh, storyline. Yeah, mm. there we go. Uh, and I gotta send a personal shout out to my comic book guy, Empire Comics. Uh, happy birthday! I'm having uh, we stopped by, had a nice little birthday party. Oh, nice! Uh, with him and a couple of bunch of other regulars. So happy cool, birthday! Cool. Yeah. We should see if we can uh, get him on the podcast one of these days. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to talk to him about it. He's a busy dude. I'll have to talk him into it. If he's got half an hour, we could ask him some questions about what it's like to run and walk a comic book shop. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's all the books. We're caught up. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what we've got going on as far as the shows from the past. So I'm not going to go further back than like uh, Agents of Shield. So that'll be the earliest one that uh, we talk about. 
Okay. All right. Which, uh, you know, it does go back like quite a while. You've got a lot out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. As I recall, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started shortly after Thor. Yeah, it started in 2013. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But Thor was 2011, but that's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What a great show. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so, so uh, we got... Uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> Go for it. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I don't know, how, where do you uh, where do you like to start with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, I would say let's, uh, let's just break down the... Uh... The characters a little bit. Some of the major characters. There are some big characters around uh, throughout the entire thing. Um, I mean, we could start with the first set of characters. The first set of main characters. Yeah, let's do that. Let's Go start it. there. Hit it. All Hit right. It, so we got uh, Clark Gregg, who plays Phil Coulson. He knows Agent Coulson from uh, Avengers. We've got uh, Ming-Na Wen, who is Melinda May, Agent Melinda May. Here's a question uh, for you. You probably yeah, yeah. know. How many of these characters translate to the comics? Oh, man. It's, I think, less than you think. I was going to say, um, they had to have taken some liberties and added some extra characters that yeah, probably so, I mean, don't exist. As far as what I know from the agents of shield is mostly nick fury and then uh uh, quick kevin what he's your agile brain who takes over for nick fury in the mcu or yes mcu uh isn't it kobe smulder's character yes i can't remember maria hill oh yes okay yeah uh maria hill and nick fury are the ones i know the most um they kind of have like these kind of random one-offs uh to be totally honest with you even if there are other ones i don't really remember them as much because they didn't stand out um Hmm. now uh daisy johnson or sky johnson uh that character uh is in the comic books um as the character quake um, and I believe that she was a mutant. But let me. I thought she was an inhuman. Uh, in the show, she was a a inhuman because they didn't have the rights to mutants. Mm. Yeah. So Daisy Johnson, uh, first believe a mutant. Inhuman. And lineage. her daughters come from the her status as the illegitimate daughter of Calvin Zabo, a super villain known as Mister Hyde. And a woman with inhuman lineage before taking the Hyde formula. Zabo had tampered with his DNA. Calvin had regular business with a prostitute named Kim Johnson, who immediately gave her daughter up for adoption. Daisy was named Corey Stutter when she was seven months old. At the time, her foster parents adopted her. When Daisy became a teenager and stole two CDs, her vibrational powers accidentally awakened as a result of her mother's inhuman lineage causing an earth okay so she's not a mutant but yeah. i initially thought to be a mutant yeah um, but obviously they okay. couldn't really do that in the right show. but she was in a series um called secret warriors 
uh, that went on during the early 2000s. Nice. So that's a good uh, storyline to go check her out in. Um, I see they have Bobby Morris here as Adrian Palacki. Uh, Bobby Morris is Mockingbird. Yeah, Mockingbird, I remember her being. Yeah, Mockingbird was a uh, like street-level hero that was on the Avengers. <laughs> and, you know, definitely good place to be with like what's her, uh, what's her Adrian, Adrian Palicki she's also on that on the Orville yeah and she's all over the place yeah I mean, to, I mean the most prominent thing that I ever watched her in was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then uh, the Orville which she's actually she's also hilarious. in at least one G.I. Joe movie she is isn't she she was also in John Wick mm-hmm. the first one so yeah you know, she's been in yeah. a lot of stuff but uh I would check her out in the Oroville, especially with the Oroville New Horizons coming out soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, there's a, a small like comedy movie um, that she's in called Coffee Town, which also has the uh, guy who plays Dennis on It's Always Sunny. Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton. It's great. It's, shout it's a fantastic comedy. It's yeah, great. Shout out to Glenn Howerton and... Uh... The It's Always Sunny podcast. I'm always listening to them. They're hilarious. Oh yeah, their podcast is great. Every month, every Monday, always well, always listening to them. Yeah, I I think that's that's all the ones I know. All right. Well, I mean, so I mean, besides the Deathlock that shows up later. Oh yeah. In the series, but um, <laughs> as far as Agents of Shield goes, the story sort of tried to follow uh, the MCU. At the beginning, that was when they were still trying to figure out how they were going to intertwine. Because at the time, they were two separate entities. There was the TV shows, and then there was Marvel Studios. Right. And the, I know I know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried and, and like put a few things. I mean, was it Season 2 or Season 3? It was completely Hydra having infiltrated, and then... Agent or the Shield agents were attempting to fight to get control of pretty much anything they could, so that they could keep it out of Hydra hands. That directly followed. Uh, was it the Winter Soldier movie? I'm trying to think. Of which I one. think it would have had to have been. That's that's the one that exposes Hydra as being, you know, systematic through throughout Shield. Um, Shield. Yeah, that was a big thing. I remember that plot. And then they dug real deep into the Inhumans plot for the next couple of seasons. Um, yes, yeah, I so remember much, there being a lot of things about Inhumans. Yeah, even so much to be that, um, I guess it was what, like fish oil or something that ended up causing teragenesis across the entire globe. Oh, yes, globe. Uh, it was because there were uh, terogen crystals. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... Like in a case or something. Yeah, they tossed them into the ocean. To the bottom of the ocean, and, and they were they leaking their, that out. Yeah, they made their way through the uh, ecosystem, starting with fish that were then yeah. captured, turned into omega threes, and then sold to a bunch of people. Whoever took those ended up being the. Uh, it wasn't enough to kill humans, but it was enough to cause a a reaction in you know, someone with inhuman lineage. Uh, and then they started to go deep into magic and mysticism. I didn't, I, I, I have to say I stopped watching after a little while. Probably yeah, this is when I just didn't, season um, six or seven. Yeah, because it just wasn't, because it wasn't necessary anymore because you found out it had nothing to do with what was going on in the movies. Yeah. It, that it especially like kind of drove me away from it. 
Which like, is unfortunate. Just, Super unfortunate. Yeah, it, it was unfortunate. I, I didn't think it was a bad show. I just didn't see a point to watching it as much. Yeah, but I mean, and they it, introduced it, I, Robbie Ray's uh, yes. version of Ghost Rider. Uh, they introduced the Darkhold, which is completely different in, in the actual MCU canon. So I'd have to say at least half half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon, and half of it is not. It's real hard yeah, to Yeah, uh, I think it, it is officially considered canon. Okay. But um, I think they can write off some of the things that happened in it as either being like, mm, well, no, they didn't really yeah. find that, or it was something different. Or something. Oh, something they, like you, know they, you know what they did mention in Multiverse of Madness that I recall? A spoiler alert for everyone there. They mentioned that the Darkhold itself was a copy of the actual the actual writings, which are yeah. engraved into a stone mountain. Who's to say that there aren't other copies? And the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually found one of the copies. And Agatha had, had one for centuries in her possession. So, True. You know, yeah. that'll call out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to say, who's to say that they couldn't do that? At some point in the future. Not that it really matters in the grand scheme of things, but who's to say they couldn't do that? So that's really what, what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was about, storyline-wise. I th- I think I stopped watching after they started introducing so many new main characters. Like, um, I loved Yo-Yo. I think I stopped watching as soon as they introduced Ghost Rider. That's really where I stopped watching altogether. Um, yeah, I, I recall a nice storyline with the scientists. And then I kind of fell off after that. I'm not uh, sure what I season don't know it was. What scientists, you're talking about? Uh, the 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 boy and the the Fitz guy Simmons? and the, the girl. Yeah. Fitz and Simmons. Fitz and Simmons. There was a lot of storylines with them. I know it was it was one particular <laughs> one. Obviously, uh, it's been a while. Obviously, obviously, it uh, has been a while. Obviously. So that's that was their first foray into the. Uh, into the uh, television show era. But let's, w- while we're talking about Inhumans, let's go into that abomination of a show. Uh, you know, I had avoided, some of our... I had successfully avoided um, seeing footage of that show until uh, about a week ago. To be fair, it's only about eight episodes. Uh, eight long. episodes you 100% do not need to see. Yeah, 100% do not need to see it all. And only the, one good thing came out of it, and that was Anson Mount is probably it, going to be play I know. Black Bolt in the it future. It did such a disservice to that franchise and it, it's that not, group it's of not, characters. It's, Honestly, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did it better. They did it way better. Yeah, as I can, as I can recall, as I can recall, in Humans, when it was first announced, it was going to be a movie. At the end yeah. of like phase three, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a movie, and then through some weird technical thing, they're like, you know what? Let's stretch that story into a television series. And I think the only reason that they did that, as I recall, was that Kevin Feige was having a spat with um, another gentleman who was in charge of the television show side, and. Obviously, we know who came out on top. It was Kevin Feige. He ended up becoming the exclusive Marvel Entertainment or Marvel Studios 
um, production or producer, and they got rid of the other guy. Disney was like, you know what? Screw you. We don't need you. We're going with we're going with Feige in this case. So they got into a spat, and the Inhumans was really his brainchild, and Feige wanted nothing to do with it. So Feige did like a hostile takeovers type situation and said, we're not going to turn it into a movie. We're going to turn it into a show. And then they made the show so terrible it got canceled after a season. It, it's it, the few it, it was shitty writing. I've seen shitty writing are so bad. It was crappy writing. It had the actors weren't bad. There was just nothing to work with, and it was so cartoonish in uh, the cinematography side of things. Yeah, yeah. That didn't uh, even follow it, the the comic books really well. So no, we definitely really got a didn't. comics accurate. Black Bolt from the few scenes we saw in Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that's one thing I'd say. Like, you see very, very, very little of him. But what you do see is correct. And great. So, and I love uh, Anson. Yeah. I love Anson Mount. For anybody who wants to see more of Anson Mount, go watch, um, go watch the fourth season of Discovery. It's the fourth season or third season? Third season of Discovery. And then uh, the new Star Trek Strange New Worlds that's come out on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, nice. Uh, because that's all about Christopher Pike and his voyages before he was um, replaced by Captain Kirk. So, that's going to be good. I haven't watched any of it yet. I haven't even finished season four or five of uh, Discovery yet. Uh, yeah, I keep uh, getting caught up about halfway through. And then season, season two of Picard, I'm completely... Completely behind on all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you know, there are plenty of things we're doing, so yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll see it eventually. Yeah, I all have um, to sit down and, and watch it now that I've got some time away from work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that that's pretty much all we can say about Inhumans. Um, that's all we want to go, say about go Inhumans. Read some of the like comic book collections. Don't don't go watch the show. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I mean, if you're if you're like if you want to see a train wreck, sure, go watch it. If you have something you wish to torture a friend or family member with, and uh, some you know industrial strength tape, you can tape their eyes open with. Um, you know, you could uh, a Clockwork Orange them with it. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Let's go. With, let's uh, just dive straight into the the Netflix shows. Yes. All the Marvel so, ones that were on um, Netflix. What uh, has recently been said about them is that they are canon. They are part of the MCU. I was going to say, with the introduction of Charlie Cox's Daredevil, it seems pretty likely that they were going to announce yes. that they and, were uh, canon. There is a new Daredevil show coming out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think I've seen some sources say it's a reboot. It's I don't think it's going to be a reboot. I mean, uh, didn't um, Vincent? Well, Vincent uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. That's it. I want to say girlfriend yeah, uh, or some yeah, weird. Vincent name D'Onofrio, uh, Kingpin showed up at the end of Hawkeye. Yeah, the last couple of episodes of Hawkeye, he was in. Yes, mm-hmm. um, he was great, and um, he's oh yeah, he's a great actor. He's fantastic at anything he's been in that I can think of. Yes. Let's start with the first one, which I think was Jessica Jones, right? I think it was oh, yeah. Jessica Jones. Je- Jessica Jones or Daredevil were the first. It might ones. have been the first season of Daredevil. Yeah, you might be right. 
I think the first one that I watched was Jessica Jones. Daredevil? Let's see. Go for Daredevil it. at 2015. Okay. Well, they came out the same year then. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which one's first, really. Um, I watched more of Jessica Jones than I did of Daredevil. Yes. Sad to say. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's not that it was bad. It's just I feel like Jessica Jones had more of a... It had a better appeal, I think, honestly. I know that Daredevil's got a bit of a cult following. A lot of people yeah. really enjoyed it. That first season of Jessica Jones, though, oh man, that yeah. was top notch. I, I did, I did really enjoy Daredevil, though. Like, I thought it was all well done. It was good. Uh, Jessica Jones, I just, I, I felt like it had, it was easier to receive. Maybe it was just the writing. Maybe they had better writer. Yeah. It might have had just a better writer. Yeah. Because the acting was top-notch in both of them. Charlie Cox was awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Ritter did a great job. And they even Well, I introduced... mean, like, you had Charlie Cox, you had Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, you had... Who else is on the cast list? Uh, uh, you had uh, Deborah Ann Wool. Uh, and there's so many others there in Daredevil that, like, it's all really well done. A really good cast. Jessica Jones. You had uh, Carrie Ann Moss as the Jerry Jerry Hogarth. Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. David Tennant as Kilgrave. Oh yeah, that that's was a, that that's was a one one in a lifetime. Probably, yeah. Of all the things for him to decide to do, that was probably the best choice of person. That probably is what got him the um, the good omens part. The, yeah, the uh, not to distract too much from that, but I I loved that show. Good, love that. I love that book. That's a that yeah, it's very good. But Jessica Jones, that was the first season was probably my favorite. Yes, yeah. Because how could you go wrong with the Purple Man? Right, the Purple Man. Uh, for a lot of people, this is their introduction to this character. So, uh, it can be you know whatever they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was played to this, perfection by David Tennant, though. Uh, yeah. For those who, are it, unaware, who don't know much about Jessica Jones, the first villain that she had on the show was Kilgrave, or the Purple Man. And his ability was to... He could tell anyone to do anything, and they couldn't stop themselves from doing it. Uh, this obviously caused him to become a bit of a psychopath slash borderline narcissist. I I wouldn't say borderline. He was definitely a narcissist, but he essentially could get anyone to do anything he wanted. And before or prequel to the Jessica Jones show, he had managed to get Jessica Jones to do anything that he wanted her to do. And she managed to break free from him and uh, run away. And that's what caused her sort of trauma um, that they explore throughout the first season. So definitely a good show. Definitely check that one out. It's one of the scariest villains in the portrayal. It's like played to perfection by David Tennant. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, almost a shame that uh, they killed that character off. Wow, spoilers. Yeah, sorry. It is from 2015, so... Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's really your fault. Right. 
uh, I mean, go go watch it. It knowing that it ends that way doesn't change the journey. Like enjoy the journey. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you got uh, a couple different things like introduced there. You get uh Luke Cage. He's one of the um first episodes he's seen on in Netflix is in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also Trish Walker. It is uh Hellcat. So that's another um like street level hero. Nice. That you see there. Um. I believe that you also see. Uh, someone who ends up being uh, related somehow to White Tiger, which is like a street-level hero that gets their powers from an amulet. Um, I don't remember which that was. That was a while ago. I but, um, you know, if we, if we see those people come back, uh, I think, you know, we could. We could see Jessica Jones come back. We could see... Luke Cage come back. I think anything's on the table as long as the people who are in the shows are open to it. As long as they don't bring back the jackass who played Iron Fist. Oh, God. Can we please recast him? Please. Say he died. Like a new Iron Fist had to be, like, you know. For the love of God. Please. Please. Choose somebody else. Anybody else. How was Ugh. he in the Defenders? Because I didn't really watch the Defenders. I honestly don't remember the Defenders. That's how impressionable it was. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. And I was, was only a season. so looking forward to it. Like as soon as as soon as I got a couple episodes into the Iron Fist, it was just like <laughs> crestfallen, like shattering glass. Like I just kind of like kind of watched Defenders because it just was like okay i i watched these other great heroes who were great really great really really great and then this big part and this son of a bitch comes over here pulls his dick out and pisses on it yeah and like you know maybe it was the writing but uh i i choose to believe that it was mostly him so it's definitely him because he was in some of the earlier seasons of game of thrones that were amazing and he were fall fell flat in every one of the episodes i ever saw him in yeah i mean i feel like he's just I feel not, like the, the writers he's not uh, they could have done better i think they knew some of the source material i don't know how seriously they took it his name is uh, finn jones for those who <laughs> choose finn to jones, learn i don't his know name. how much finn jones actually like read and looked like, at the source stop material it. just stop whatever you're doing cut it out We've had, we've had enough of it. Please. He's still, I mean, he's retire. still doing stuff. He, uh, he not doing stuff, that'd be great. The newest thing that he's in is going to be The Visitor. It's in post-production right now. Well, hopefully he found some motivation to do better. Because he basically <laughs> made sure my character that I love the most is and not going to be literal in favorite anymore. He, he pissed all over it. Yeah. Uh, but moving on. Yeah. Uh, they could <laughs> they could recast the Iron Fist. Uh, they recently in the books had um, a Chinese superhero uh, sword master who has a a ancestral sword who uh, helps seal um, this 
ancient demon that's somehow related to um, the uh, uh, villain from Shang-Chi, the creature in the cave. Oh, yeah, the Dweller in Darkness. Dweller in Darkness. Thank you for remembering what I couldn't. Oh, man, I watched, um, I've watched all these movies like six times. So I, I mean, I know it. It's right in the tip of my comic. You're the comic book guy. I'm the movie guy, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah this relationship. Sure. But um, Dweller in Darkness, he's related to that demon. Um, and then uh, there's a event that happens where his sword shatters and the, the shards get embedded in like his arms and hands. Uh, but uh, he goes through a bunch of stuff and eventually becomes uh, Iron Fist. So they could do that. Cool. It would appeal to their Chinese audience, which, you know, money, it's money. Become, it's becoming more and more difficult. Right, yes. Because they um, wouldn't allow Doctor Strange because of the single scene where the two mothers of America Chavez are, are shown. That was the reason. That scene was so tame. It was It was literally, it was, it was a, a minute and a half of, uh, of two women walking with their hands. As yeah, I, I, as think I, recall. They, they, I think they were holding hands. I think they kissed maybe once, and it really made, made nothing, it's, no impression on me at all. Right. It, it's Honestly, if it hadn't been made a big deal, I wouldn't even have remembered the oh, scene at you all. Know, I, I may be mistaking the reason that the Chinese government decided against it. This was the reason the Saudi government didn't want it shown uh-huh. in their country, because of the uh, lesbianism. I'm sure and, there's I mean, good some... on Disney. They decided to say, screw you. We don't need you. Right. We've got a big enough market that we can still make billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, good on them for sticking by what they created. Yeah, even even for a minute and a half se- sequence for them to cut. They said, fuck you, it's part of the story, and that's how it's working. Yeah. This is our art. You can't screw with it. Because Absolutely. of your, big, that's, your bigoted ideas. That's a good way ideas. to deal with it, because like, if you let everybody dictate your art and what's going to come from it then yeah. like you know what personally really, what personally, real value does it have personally i don't think that the girls who sit on only fans making cosplay imagery in um, lingerie is art but if they want to call it that and they actually get some sort of creative outlet out of it, I can, how, who might argue? How, who am I to say, sure? I mean, if it pays their bills, like, you know. Yeah, like, I don't... You really I, well, I, I'm not saying yeah. stop doing it for any reason. I'm just saying if they want to call it art, sure. Who the fuck might argue if that's their creative outlet? Yeah. But, like, don't don't get on their case about it. It's not none of your fucking business. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's literally locked behind a paywall for most of it. You don't have to go there. You don't have to see that. Like, yeah, I don't understand why it. everyone's getting all pissy about stuff that they don't have to interact with whatsoever. Right. Exactly. You don't want to see it? Don't look at it. Yeah. You want nothing to do with it? Then don't <laughs> fucking interact with it at all. Anyways, uh, moving on. Yeah. Before we go on our high uh, let's again. let's get back to the Netflix shows. So I um, mean, you know, we talked about Jessica Jones. We talked about Daredevil. We talked. Um, what did you think about? about Iron Fist. Um, we're not going to talk about it anymore. That's that's as about as far as we're going to get Luke into Cage. that. Luke Cage. Is next. What about Luke Cage? What do you think? That character in and of himself is fascinating. 
because they actually explored the one question I would have for someone whose skin is bulletproof. What the hell do you do if he has an internal injury? Yes. And they actually explored it. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because of that fact. They, they answered my questions. Obviously, it's completely Well, it invests crazy. you more in the character, right? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. You, you start asking questions about the character because you want to know more. And then when they offer you the answers to those questions, it's like, oh, shit, now i got to move on to more questions. Exactly. Because now, now I'm now I'm invested in what's going to happen to this character and how the hell his superpower works to the fullest. Yeah, and, and then the, you know, like it's not his uh, defining thing because there are villains that are able to counteract it. Uh, you know, it's essentially like Superman versus Kryptonite. Uh, he's not immortal. There are things that can hurt him. Uh, it's how he deals with that. And uses like he's essentially advantage. he's essentially bulletproof, but even even a bullet smacking him at a very hard like hard impact should affect what's going on inside pretty easily. So he's not yeah. technically bulletproof. Yeah, I mean he could take a couple shots, but like he's gonna, still gonna feel it. Like if someone shoots uh, an armor piercing round at him, it ain't gonna go through his skin. But it's gonna smash into his ribs and break those. It's gonna it's gonna fuck him up. Like right. there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's gonna fuck him up. It's just he is he can take like a side glance of a bullet or something like that and not and be unharmed or unscathed. Well, it's a fascinating a character. It's a fascinating it character. Like direct gunfire, but as long as it's not. Um... Like the special bullet that like can go nine, skin. It's like it it's doesn't nine feel millimeter. good. It's just not gonna kill him. Yeah, it's like a nine millimeter bullet. Think of someone shooting pebbles at you. Um, yeah, you're gonna feel it. It's, it may sting or something if they shoot it hard enough, but it's not yeah. gonna hurt. Oh, it's not gonna give you a huge injury. So, uh, yeah, it's a fascinating character. It makes it. All of those street level characters are more human and makes it makes their characters more interesting. Yeah, because their I, stories I have to vary from the usual superhero trope. Because they can't just be more relatable because yeah. they're not like they can't just fly off somewhere and do something. They can't like swing across town. You know, for all his impenetrable skin, he still has to like take the bus or drive or you know, catch a cab to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, uh, it's same good. thing for Iron Fist or Jessica Jones or, well, no, that technically in the comic books, Jessica Jones can fly. So uh, that's a difference there. Interesting. Um, yes. Uh, she can fly and also she can, um, like energy project. Oh, what so the she, fuck? She is a much more powerful character in the comic books. I like that they besides made her super strength, but I like the portrayal in the show. They made her more relatable human wise. Yeah, that she was just super strong, slightly invulnerable. Yeah, and, and then you see, um, like a Frank Castle that's finally. Oh yeah, the Punisher. Like, uh, what that character would at actually be like someone who doesn't want you to root for him. He doesn't want you to be on his side. 
He just wants you to do what's right. He's got a penchant for justice, and he doesn't care who knows it. Yeah, he, he's going to go after the murderers, the, the mafiosos, the, the human traffickers. He's going to do exactly to... what they do to other people to them. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't want other people to live that example. And he that, wants them not to do it. Yeah, that's what makes his character so I mean, he considers himself to be as bad as the the villains who are doing that. Yeah. But he's just using that badness to kill them instead well, of, like, innocent people. But you know that, you know that the reason that Law & Order SVU is so damn popular? It's that animalistic, um, uh, what would you call it? Tension or animalistic uh, nature that everyone's got, that they want to see the grotesque, they want to see the limits of how freaking psychopathic a human being can be. That's what makes the Punisher fascinating, because he's willing to do the stuff that the bad guys do, but he's only going to do it to the bad guys. And he right. doesn't really it, want It's like to Dexter. Do... That's why Dexter was so popular. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a serial killer. He is fucked up, but he's only doing it to other serial killers, at least most of the time. I can't think of anyone that was a victim of his that didn't do something that they deserved uh, to die. There is uh, at least one person. No, there's several. Uh, there's someone he kills at a gas station uh, during, I think it's the season with uh, John Lithgow. Uh, the and Trinity then there's. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's Dokes. He kills Dokes. He didn't kill Dokes. I mean, he technically killed Dokes. He didn't technically kill Dokes. Well, he, had he put him in a situation death. that All got right. him killed. All right. Before we get too so, off track, I will agree to disagree on this one because okay. technically he kidnapped him. And right. he was probably going to let him go. But we'll never know because um, what's her name came in and, and oh, yeah, the, the psychopathic English woman. Yeah, I can't remember her name for the life of me, yeah, but she yeah. she actually killed Dokes. She, so we'll never she really technically know. killed him, but technically been in that situation my ass. and put him there. She shouldn't have he been there. He still bears responsibility for oh, his this, death. This is a whole debate about We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Let's move agree. on. We're going to agree to disagree yeah. and move on. So, based on the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe wiki, in addition to the Netflix shows being canon, uh, the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are also considered to be canon. Ah. Those were on Freeform. I have not watched either of those. They're on Hulu, um, aren't they? The Runaways is on Hulu. Um, Runaways is on Hulu, uh, but I think it was published by Freeform. Oh, like, yeah, it probably was yeah. was uh, produced by... No, because I think cause Cloak and Dagger was also on Hulu, but it's Freeform. It's yeah. Freeform made it, it was published on Hulu. Yeah. Um, Runaways, yeah. Uh, which is like a really cool story. It's like superhero children whose parents are villains. That's interesting. Yes. I, uh, I Like I said, I've never watched the ones that are on Hulu. Even the um, Mo- I would Modoc say, one I'd like to watch on on Hulu. I would watch um, Runaways. Runaways is good. I, you should check it out. I will. I, I will. 
It's on uh, my list. Personally, of lots of things. I like Cloak and Dagger because fucking Maximum Carnage. I want Maximum <laughs> Carnage, and I can believe in my bones that it's coming, and you can't say anything, Kevin. Shut up. I can't. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> um, but apparently, um, there was also going to be a unfinished, uh, well, not unfinished, there was going to be a, a New Warriors project that was going to be on there. Uh, New Warriors is another like young superhero team thing. And why this could have been relevant to the MCU is the reason in the comic books that uh, the Superhuman Registration Act passes is because the New Warriors uh, go out to stop the villain named Nitro, who can explode things just because he wants to. Um, and they, they're doing like a reality TV show. They have like a camera following them. Um, you know, they're relatively young and inexperienced. Um, while they're confronting him, he creates this big explosion and ends up killing like a bunch of innocent people, including like a school bus for children. So uh, obviously, you know, something that's very, 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 very negative. And not only that, it was televised. So um, showing that, you know, you know, what responsibility do these heroes really bear for um, their actions? So that's, you know, that's where the Civil War storyline jumps out of. Uh, that's where uh, Avengers the Initiative jumps out of, um, which eventually leads into Secret Invasion. So uh, that could have been like a major jumping off point hmm. for the MCU. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What's next on the list? Uh, we've got Hellstrom. Hellstrom, which was also published on Hulu. I uh, did you see Hellstrom? I was told that one was terrible. I read some um, reviews on it. Some people were not enthused. They were as they were less enthused about that one than they were about Inhumans. And okay, so um, the acting, the filming, the writing is much better in Hellstrom than Inhumans. Um, I think it doesn't really feel like a superhero show. Um, so I feel like they downplayed the like superhero ness of it too much, uh, for too much of a like an interpersonal story. Uh, it, it was good, um, and I think they could have done more. They should have done more with the powers, um, because it's based around Damien Hellstrom, who we know in Marvel Comics is the son of Satan, and is ultimately like a powerful sorcerer on Earth. Um, that Stephen Strange uh, sometimes fights with, but at this point in the comic books is mostly like he's he's not you know an agent of hell at this point. He just happens to be Satan's son, um, and then uh, his sister, uh, which I don't think she plays quite a big role in the MCU, like the comic books. Yeah. But she has her own set of powers in the show, and it's an interesting show. I think personally, um, compared to like the little I've seen of Inhumans, it's much better. It's way better done. Yeah, but I'll you know 
you guys make your own decision. And I would say I at least watch an episode of it. Yeah, you're saying that it's at least worth watching instead of um, yeah. Inhumans, I would watch where it we once. wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. Uh, Inhumans, I would actively try and avoid it. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, apparently, there is also a Ghost Rider project that was going to be created for Hulu, um, but they uh, exited out of it um, because of creative differences. Mm. So my guess uh, is that it probably would have been. Uh, likely Danny Ketch uh, for Ghost Rider instead of Johnny Blaze since um, Nicolas Cage had that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know the rights around that, if that's still held by the company that made that movie. Um, oh, uh, Ghost Rider? Uh, yeah, because he had, he had Johnny Blaze. And then uh, we had the the one from S.H.I.E.L.D., which I... Ah, God. Robbie Reyes. Yep, Robbie Never Reyes. remember his name. Never Oh, Ghost Rider was Sony. Okay, Sony. Yeah, so they they may own the Johnny Blaze uh, property still. They could do John uh, Danny Ketch. Um, I suppose they could bring Robbie Reyes back, but I I don't know if I'd see that happening. Uh, um, I mean, Robbie Reyes has been a pretty popular Ghost Rider. He's still uh, on the Avengers. And he's playing a prominent role in Avengers Forever, so I wouldn't write it off. Why the hell not? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and especially since we're seeing a lot of the like Midnight Suns uh, characters coming back, we've got Blade, uh, we've got Moon Knight, so we could see we could see another Ghost Rider. And then uh, you already mentioned it, uh, Modok. Mm-hmm. Modok is the animated thing. Uh, I don't think this plays any serious role in the MCU, um, just because its status as a an animated property. But Modok, yeah, Modok's just an animated feature. I don't think it really matters too much, other yeah. than the fact that What If is uh, an animated feature, and it seems like that's canon. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could definitely be proven wrong. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. It's funny. I mean, Patton, you can't go wrong with Patton Oswalt, right? Who was in Agents of Shield? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. As the were they triplets? I can't remember how many of them there were. I don't. I I think there was an ongoing joke that they didn't know exactly how many of them there were. <laughs> uh, Hit Monkey is a new one that's going to be coming out. It's about a monkey. It's a hitman. He assassinates people. I guess. What? Where's this going to be on? Uh, this is also going to be on Hulu. Oh, okay. I am not aware of this character. I can't imagine that he would show up in an MCU movie or like in another TV show unless it's an animated but one. Everything is possible now. That the but anything is possible. They, anything. He yeah. could be a, a cameo in a, a multiverse to multiverse transfer. Uh, Here's a fun fact. Here's a fun thing to yeah. blow your minds it, with. It is um, a fun fact. Speaking of the multiverse, the watch watch the multiverse of madness, and then watch Spider Man No Way Home, because that was the original idea. It was supposed to be Doctor Strange, and then No Way No Way Home. Okay, it works if you watch watch them in either direction. <laughs> 
it's it, it's just it. I thought about it the other day after having watched it, and I was like, yeah, I could see this making more sense. Like, watch No Way Home after having watched uh, Multiverse of Madness, and then think of Doctor Strange after him having gone through all of that shit. And then, um, you know, DM us and tell us how you thought that worked out. Because it's it's a very funny uh, mind experiment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hit us uh, up with what you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All righty. Go for it. Continue. All right. And then uh, then we're ending our, our list before we get into the Disney Plus series. Uh, we've got Legion from Hulu. We've talked about this one before. Yeah, we talked uh, about this one pretty recently. Yeah, it uh, features uh, David, who is the son of uh, Charles Xavier, also uh, known as Legion. Uh, super, super powerful mutant. Um, can basically change reality uh, with his mind, but he is, uh, you know, he's unfortunately unstable. And he's been put that way uh, in the show mm-hmm. uh, because of the Yellow King. Interesting. A uh, a mutant from ancient Egypt that has become like a psychic entity, so he doesn't exist physically. Mm. Think of when you think of Legion. Think of um, Logan the movie with uh, Charles Xavier and how unstable he was. That every single time he was having a seizure or something, and he was around people, and he would cause them to have seizures at the same time that he did, because he lost control of his powers. Yeah, Legion, if he's uncontrollable and he has reality warping powers, just think of how bad that could go. Yeah. So um, you actually you see a version of this character in one of the original X-Men movies, um, but he's bound to a wheelchair and appears to have been partially lobotomized. I recall that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They so, essentially used him to control Charles Xavier in Cerebro. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, who, which means he was powerful enough to overcome Cerebro, which boosts Charles Xavier's powers. Yeah. So, he was... Um, and that's lobotomized. The, yeah. He has, he yeah. Has an, he's a far more extraordinary mind than uh, Jean Grey or, or Charles Xavier. Yes. And uh, he plays an interesting role in the current uh, ongoing X-Men uh, book, but uh, we're not going to talk about that now. We'll talk about that later. We're talking about TV uh, shows. Yes. Uh, this one is definitely not canon. Uh, and I don't believe that we will see it become canon because it's X-Men. Um, so if it is going to show up, it's going to be way later. So probably phase five or later than that. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I would, love, hope. I would love to see Legion show up. I would love to see that because let's see, what's the name of that actor? Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. I love Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is a great actor. He played, uh, and he's he's already approved by um, Disney because he was oh, in he was in Beauty and the Beast as the Beast. Even better. Mm-hmm. So he 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 could likely show up in the MCU. Yeah. I would love 
Legion show up in MCU. But I, crazy, I don't see uh, a lot of crazy actors there in this show that I have. I didn't know. Jermaine mm-hmm. Clements. Uh, yeah, Jermaine Clements plays a really cool role. Aubrey Plaza, Dan Stevens. Freaking hell, that's crazy. Yeah, I'll have to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to watch this. Yeah, the first season's really interesting. You might have to rewatch it a couple times, uh, but it's really worth it. Um, the later seasons are more straightforward, which is nice after like that first season. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Nice. All right. Uh, the Gifted is the next one. That one is available on Hulu now. Uh, it is also about X-Men. Uh, so it's mainly around um, the Strucker twins and their powers, which do work a little bit differently than the comic book. Um, one has kind of offensive powers, um, uh, energy projection, and then the other creates shields. And uh, when they are in physical contact, their powers amplify. Mm. Uh, it also has Polaris, who is uh, Magneto's daughter, and then uh, Sunspot, and a couple others, which I don't remember off the top of my head. But it's completely about you know mutants and their role in the world and um, it, during a time where they're very much uh, not accepted. So I, I think I think we could see maybe some of these characters reappear. Uh, honestly, with like X Men and mutants, there are just so many that they could choose from that we might get something completely novel and interesting, which would be great. Personally, I would love to see something like uh, X Factor or um, you know Weapon X. Uh, maybe not Weapon X, but X Factor, uh, the excellent um, show up as maybe our first dip into X Men after X Men '97 uh, because they're like they're weird and they're different because like X Factor is basically like a detective thing um, with the Multiple Man, and then there's uh, the excellent, which is essentially like a group of mutants that are TV stars. Yeah. Um so I I would think those would be interesting ways to get into mutants without it being uh as dire as sometimes uh the mutant experience is. A lot of their storylines are very bleak. Um and might not be the best way to introduce a new like region of the, uh, the no Marvel way. map. We still have no idea how they're going to do it either they kind of right. have but they really haven't yes they've been so introduced we in... haven't really seen a major major thing with mutants yet yeah we've seen I, I doubt we will this year unless it's I... kind of forever i don't think it's gonna be a big thing no i don't, I don't think, think i don't think, we'll, until I think wakanda is going to focus more on what shang chi and um Moon Knight brought about right. the, how the how the gods are going to interact and stuff like that. Although I think mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's hoping to God that they bring Atlantis in somehow. The best time to bring it in would be during Wakanda Forever, 
because as as I mentioned in a previous podcast, Namor, the rights for Namor are um, exclusively for him being in a team-up movie and not in a movie of his own. He can't be in a movie of his own if he wants to show up in the MCU, unless Universal gives up the rights back to uh, Marvel. So. Yeah, and and we've seen how that goes. We've seen how that plays out pretty bureaucratically. Right. And I think they're they're probably not opposed to spending the money to get it, but they probably also don't care that much if they Mm -hmm. can do a team-up instead of just his own movie. Yeah. Uh, But that brings us to Disney+. Plus. So everything from this point on is canon. And uh, we've got, like, the list of what we've seen versus the upcoming is, like, ridiculous. I feel like we've seen a lot. But there's a ton of stuff coming up. Oh yeah, there. Oh, yeah, they, like I, things that I didn't realize were going to be television shows are. Yeah, going to be television shows. So um, like we've. No, go ahead. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got big things like Secret Invasion. Is uh, they're leaking photos from that. Amelia Clark's character is unknown at this moment in time, but she's definitely going to be in it. Um. Isn't Ironheart Ironheart's going to be a, a television show? Uh, yeah, I think Ironheart's going to be uh, Disney Plus. And then the Armor Wars. Yep. So those two will probably tie in. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus Originals. Armor Wars. Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel is the next one. Echo. So that'll be coming She-Hulk. out after uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Echo, She-Hulk. Um, Agatha, House of Harkness, big big things. Lots of yes. Disney Plus originals that are coming. Well, don't out. forget the Halloween special. Oh, with, the Guardians um, of the Night. Galaxy holiday holiday special. No, 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 the Halloween special. Oh yes, so, they, sorry, I'm talking about the holiday special for um, Guardians of the Galaxy that's coming. Yeah, out. so they're gonna have like a a holiday special, the winter holiday special. Um. And then Halloween is probably going to be the Werewolf by Night, Moon Knight storyline. At yes. least that's what's believed. That is uh, what is believed to be happening. Which is cool, because now we have the character, and now we can see more of the street-level type stuff. Which is what that would be. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, I Am Groot. So I'm Groot's going to be out at some point. That. Isn't that a children's thing? It is a children's thing. It's like Forky asks a question. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that on Disney+. Plus. No. It's kind of funny. It's like these five to ten minute uh, long clips of Forky from Toy Story 4. Okay. Where he answers a question for the kids in a very fun and, and, and well-to-do manner for children. So. Okay. That it's kind of it's kind of funny. I thought it was hilarious. Obviously, it's it's geared towards kids, but it's it's worth watching as an adult to get a small chuckle out of it. Yeah, I enjoyed Forky. I thought it was an interesting <coughs> character. I am grouped. Um, Secret Invasion, Ironheart. Mm-hmm. I see all these Star Wars ones that are coming out too. Andor. There and... is a. 
Untitled Wakanda series, so there is one so coming. Good. Nice. Uh, Loki season two, of course. Willow also looks very good on Disney Plus. I liked Willow originally. I liked the movie Willow. I I don't know how I feel about them making a show about it. Blow, blow me. It's gonna be good. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Marvel Zombies is gonna have their own. Oh, yeah. um, I forgot about that. Yeah, there will be a second season of What If. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Second uh, Spider-Man freshman year. Oh yeah, Spider-Man freshman year. Is that that? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be animated, right? I don't know. Let me look that up. I didn't I see anything was... referencing if it was Spider-Man gonna be animated. Freshman year. It felt like it was going to be animated. Upcoming animated American web television series. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah. So All that's still right. so have an animated one. There's lots of good uh, stuff. There is also an untitled uh, Destin Daniel uh, Cretton series. Uh, we don't have any idea what that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but there is the Daredevil reboot, and there is going to be a Nova Disney Plus show, but that's probably quite a ways out. I imagine that's going to be far out into the 2024-2025 range of shows. Yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously I don't really want to go too far into WandaVision and Loki and, and the ones that are so far because we really went over those when we went over the MCU yeah. past and present. But we wanted to give you a shot as to what's coming out on Disney+. Plus. That looks freaking great. <laughs> She-Hulk I would definitely watch. She-Hulk I think is going to be really interesting. What I, I am would like to get more. Yeah, What I'd like to get on your opinion is is what you think of this whole... Um, animation issue that people seem to have with the She-Hulk. I mean, from the images and video I've seen so far, I don't think it's looked that bad. I think people are worried about it being... Because in the trailer, it seemed like it was off to me. Um, I couldn't quite explain why. But at the same time, I'm like, it's got to be animated. I don't know what your deal is. Personally... At, at this point, animation is really good. It's really good. But there is um, what they call the uncanny valley. So um, there's this period in uh, you know rendering um, where it's either definitely 100% rendered, it's you know undeniable that it's uh, computer-generated, and then there's the other end of the spectrum where it's there's no way that's computer generated. There's no way to know if that's computer generated. It's so uh, real that it's indistinguishable from reality. But then there's the short period in between the two. So it's good. It's really good. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not generated. Uh, maybe it is. But it's it's confusing. So it creates like this like mental friction. Yes, yeah, so actually. Um, definition for like, the uncanny away from the uh, immersion yeah it's the it's the common unsettling feel feeling people experience when androids and or audio visual simulations closely resemble humans in many respects but are not quite convincingly realistic yes so like i i felt like the animation was good but i'm also looking at it from the perspective of like i know what good animation and bad animation looks like 
and I'm not really focusing on it as like, oh, this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's computer generated. Who cares? It's th- it's about the story, so not so right. much about the character. Like, yeah, I mean, only I, one... I don't think it looks bad. If it was bad, I would say it looks bad. But There's only one uh, movie, I think, that would have tanked, and I probably wouldn't have been able to get past it, was um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the original one. Uh, I don't know um, what they were yeah, going for, the, for the first time. The realistic likeness from the original trailers. You can still find them on YouTube. Like, look up the original trailers and then look up the updated trailers. I don't know what they were going for originally, but it's just. I'm 100% certain that it was just like a producer or some marketing they're like, department. Yeah, they're like, make like, it look realistic instead of make, make it look, it look like the cartoon. Yeah. Or the video game, and I'm like, just make it look like the video game. That's yeah. the Sonic like, we know that's and the love. Whole point. Like yeah. we know it's a fake fucking cartoon character. Just this isn't some obscure character that being adapted. It's a beloved character, a, a beloved character from Gen X's childhood and uh, the yeah. millennials' childhood. Like I played the Sonic the Hedgehog video games constantly when I was a kid on Sega Genesis. Yeah, nice. so, I mean, that's all I've got. What about you? Uh, I mean, that takes us to, like, basically the end here. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to see in, uh, like, Disney Plus? Disney Plus, too. Like, a television show? Shows? Yeah. I really want some of my favorite, like, one-off comics to show up in What If. Like, for instance, I'd love okay. to see them um, make the Thanos wins comic into something real good. Oh yeah. On that same point, uh, uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. That'd be great. Or, um, uh, agents of Atlas would be good. And then we get to see more Jimmy Woo. Sorry about that, buddy. Oh yeah, no worries. Ma, Still there? Ma, yeah, Ma was just letting me know about the uh, the baby. Okay. But yeah, no, no, no. I like those those one off ones for me would be great. You said you were talking about uh, Atlas. Yeah, Agents of Atlas. Um, so I, I probably also talked about this during the movie, but um, uh, I I would love to see more of Agent Jimmy Woo. Fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> Randall yeah. Park's a great actor. Yeah, he get, he doesn't get enough acting gigs that are are prominent. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I I would love to have him, uh, you know, back in the fold there. They're gonna be. Um, I'd, I'd love to see them make a like they made Agents of Shield make Agents of Sword kind of Agents thing. of Sword would be cool. Yeah, or yeah. like Hammer, if oh. they're going into Dark Reign, oh, yeah. like. They could be. They could be doing Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Agents of Hammer would be awesome. Now, when you say Agents of Hammer, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, so um, after uh, you know the fallout of Shield in the Marvel Universe, um, there is a period where like there's no like major superhero policing unit after like Secret Invasion. Um, so. Norman Osborn pol- politi- politics his way into control of the remnant of Shield, and renames it Hammer. 
And he uses his political power from that to uh, create the Dark Avengers and the Dark X-Men. And, uh, like, you know, as Norman does, uh, struggles with his uh, inner demons and, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, villains out. Yeah. But it's it's like a, it's not it's not a Hydra and it's not a Shield, it's just a corrupt version of uh, like what Shield was. Not a spoon, not a fork, a not a shield. It's a hammer. It's a fapoon. A fapoon. <laughs> interesting. That would be real interesting. I'd like to see some. I mean, they could even be shorts. But I'd like to see them bring in some of their more they obscure could introduce characters. Norman Osborn in the six one six universe through that show. It'd be pretty difficult though. When you think it, about I it, I mean they, it would it, be difficult, it seems... but it would be like a different origin for the character. Because in No Way Home they made it specific a specific point about how Norman Osborn didn't really exist, nor did Osborn corp at all. Well, they 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 made a point of Oscorp not existing, but it doesn't mean that Norman Osborn doesn't exist. One hundred percent true, but that does, it wouldn't make much sense if he was completely different. I mean, it wouldn't make sense if they were to say that maybe he was already a politician to begin with, yeah. and now he's he's using some of his clout to push himself around. Well, yeah, I think they could definitely definitely do that. Like you know, yeah, senator could. from New York, uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would make a little sense, but I'd like to see them do uh, anthology series of obscure characters, like, um, for instance, Justin Hammer. I'd love for them to bring Sam Rockwell back just for like oh, a, hell yeah. a show to see what he's doing right now in the MCU. Um, some other just just randomly random obscure characters that we loved that didn't get a whole lot of time to shine. Would be great, starting with Sam Rockwell, mostly because yeah, kind of like fan. checking in on these characters. Yeah, just to see what they're doing, because we've been without him for too long. What was it, two thousand and ten? That Iron Man two came out, or two thousand? Yeah, that's a I shame. Was, yeah, two thousand eleven when when Iron Man two came out. Crazy, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, you guys, uh, you guys tweet us what you'd like to see in terms of television shows. Hell, tell us what you'd like to see from the DC universe too. I know that oh, yeah. the Arrowverse was a big thing, and it seems like it's crumbling beneath itself uh, because it's just been going for far too long. Well, you, I, I feel like they don't don't they focus on like a, a speedster every season now. Well, the only show that in my opinion, was good was um, Arrow up until a certain point, and then The Flash came in and was great for like four or five seasons, and then it's like all the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. And then Supergirl was good for a season or two, and I really only liked her when she was crossing over into different series. Um, I never watched the, what was it, Black Lightning? I can't remember what the name of that show was. Uh, was it something lightning? Black lightning? I thought, lightning. I thought it was black lightning. I don't know. I I, I did see an episode of. Oh that. yeah, it was. Black, I it was I thought lightning. it was all right. 
And then Batgirl has just been canceled because it yeah. just it never gained any real traction. And it's just there was there was nothing there. It's just nothing other than Legends of Tomorrow, which I'm really sad to see be canceled, but it's been canceled. There's just not there was not a whole lot of foundation there to keep it going for very long. Well, it, it felt very samey. It felt cheap cart or cheap Saturday morning television. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, just let us know. Um, also, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at 7 Days to RSG. Um, check us out on Podchaser to leave us a review. Let us know if you like us. Give us the stars. Give us the stars, please. <laughs> Give us the stars. Um, I was just telling Ryan, we're still waiting on Pandora to uh, review our podcast submission. That's like they don't yeah. care enough about Big us. Big fancy Pandora. Yeah, it's like Spotify took us in no no time at all. Pandora doesn't want to take us. Don't know why. I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I feel like we're mostly harmless. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the definition of Earth in the Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. So that's all uh, all we've got, I think, today. Right, Ryan? That's all I got. I'm tapped out. He's tapped out. I'm tapped out. We did it. I think we did it. We did did it. it. We did it. Hooray. Anyway, um, please join us again on Stargate Sundays. This episode that's coming up, I believe it is called Bloodlines. It's going to be a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, we're going to see a little bit more of our Big Papa T and some of his backstory. Very excited for this one. Uh, join us again next week for Comic Book Fridays. We're going to try and keep it secretive. We don't want you to know, but we'll, we'll, we'll give you hints. But uh, that's all we got. All righty. Rock and stone there, Rye. Rock and stone there, Kev. All righty. Have a good day, everyone. We wish you seven days to rock and stone. Seven days to rock and stone.